0: Love it, man! All
1: right, all right.
0: So, give me,
1: all right, Greg. How you doing, man?
0: Good, my friends. All right, so tell us tell everybody about the song and why why that song. Uh, I've been a huge Van Halen fan forever. Um, it's funny I went Panama because I figured people would actually know Panama instead of like the deep tracks, you know, side yeah. of things. So uh, yeah, I played guitar since I was twelve, um, and uh, I just love Van Halen. Eddie was my inspiration um, forever. So I went through the whole shredding phase and. 80s metal phase and then eventually to acoustic to get a little more quiet and that helps with me helps me uh keep my daughter calm and quiet too so i love it well, So, your daughter is four years old her name
1: is zoe yep. and i know like that's her uh in the back that's her bookshelf and next
0: to you it's yours uh, it might be the other way around, right? I like reading the children's books, right? <laughs> you know, and then this is, these are hers, right? Including the little skull and stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is super cool, Matt. All right, Matt, so we talked about, and uh, shout out to Robert, who got us reintroduced and was sharing a whole lot. He has been active on this. Uh, Robert, thank you for joining and, uh, as always, uh, sharing a lot of great wisdom. He reintroduced us, and I'm like, oh, my God, how have we not done this yet? So Yeah. Uh, Greg, tell a little bit about yourself and, uh, and the journey that you guys are on because we're going to talk about today examples of how businesses are using personal experiences to, to really great their business going. Like, I'm done with like all this. Like, we got to run our businesses. So, tell us a little bit about you and your business.
0: Um, so, this is my third business. Um, first business was actually an agency, uh, very much an e commerce space, ran that for about 10 years or so. Uh, interestingly enough, through both the 2001 and 2008 crises. I um, always wanted to build a product based company. And you know, one of the things that I, I just kept noticing was how much money was being spent on gifts, rewards, swag, meals, trips, tickets, events, all these different things. And these are investments you're trying to make in other people and other people in those relationships. And it just fundamentally seem completely backwards. You know, like I'm supposed to be sending something to you. And in a consumer world or in, in like if you have an Aunt Edna and she loves knitting, you're gonna find her the nicest knitting needles. Yeah, in the corporations it's like, here's my crappy water bottle. You know, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So what we what we looked at in starting Alice was to how to flip that dynamic around to say it's all about the other person. And if you can actually invest Showing that you put time and effort into allowing them to choose what they want and to be able to get something that they want, it totally changes the psychology and the um, you know the emotional connection, the emotional resonance you create with somebody. So we call that is a personal experience. You're basically building a relationship with one person and another, you know, and those moments you're creating in between there are all those all those important uh, interactions you're making where you should be showing that time you know an investment in that.
1: You know, so. I, when we were talking with John even last Monday, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the lines between B2B and B2C kind of blurring. Yep. It sounds like you literally, you know, you you obviously have a ton of experience with your background in B2C world and you're like, all right, the B2B marketing is crap. Like they need to create better experiences for people as opposed to buildings and the same FedEx with like, you know, the, the same kind yep. of data sheets and whatnot that people still get. It's crazy. To, to like well, how do you create personal experiences? So, did you guys have to to think through all of this because now everybody's working from home?
0: No, I mean that's what's beautiful about it is it's heightened that, right? So if you think about the personal experience, um, we always say that there's three R's to creating a moment with somebody. So uh, most of the people are just like you know, and I hate this word. They always call it touches in marketing, and it drives me nuts because in any other context, the word touch would be like the creepiest thing in the entire world, but everybody calls it touches. So like touch is a one-way thing i'm like yeah i'm gonna touch you you know like that's that's awesome um what you want is you want to say like there's a touch there's an interaction where like you have a, a bi-directional you know uh, interaction with somebody and then there's a moment where you actually share emotional resonance and you know, just going to the B two C versus B two B side of things, B two C has the luxury of tons and tons and tons of data, especially if you're an e-commerce company um, or any of these bigger brands that are out there, because they have so much information on their customers and the consumers uh, that are there. So they can actually get pretty, you know, pretty solid as to like what to recommend with those people. But that's not creating. There's a difference between personalization versus being personal, right? Like in the B two C context, it's all about personalization, which is using data. To drive somebody through a buyer's journey, like Amazon knows what you're going to buy next. Netflix knows, you know, what the next thing is that they're going to recommend to you. But there's a difference between that versus B two B, which is when you have more human interaction. That is where you actually have to get that emotional resonance with that, you know, with those individual folks, and that takes time, and that takes also, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, investment to be able to to show that that happens.
1: So Greg, just walk through a couple of examples, because I see Mm -hmm. uh, Peter, yes, no no Mohawk actually did get a haircut last uh, last (laughs) week, that was good. Uh, Good to see you, Ricardo, as always, Peter, Ash, uh, Allison, uh, Erica, Chad, so tons of folks over here jumping in. Can you share specific examples Mm -hmm. of how your organization that yourself are doing it or specifically how maybe some of your customers are doing it because people are hungry to figure out like okay well what yeah, we yeah. now? um and i want to invite everybody i just put in a link for streamyard in here so you can literally click that link and jump in um with that with with, with you know just jump in uh, directly uh, to ask any question to greg and i so we can have a face-to-face conversation so greg go for it
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of examples uh, that we can run through. So um, most of our customers are large enterprise uh, organizations. And, you know, especially in this time right now where we have the work from home, you know, aspect, it's even more importantly that you're you're relating to individual folks on a a one-to-one basis. And we say, again, going back to those three R's, right, you need to be relevant, meaning like, I understand the problems of these individual folks. That's what we call the nine to five, right? In your nine to five, you're actually trying to figure out what is this person's job? What are their goals? What are their you know responsibilities? What things are they actually trying to accomplish? Yeah. That's great, and you know people, and especially like sales folks, are trying to trying to connect on that specifically. Like I heard in your you know uh, your you know com- corporate strategy meeting that X, Y, and Z, and that's fine. The next step is if you can match that with the relatability, which is what we call the five to nine, everything that happens outside of that, a.k.a. the children's bookshelf, you know, or your kids that'll be running in at any moment right now, you know, like you have to understand who these folks are. They're actually people on the other line. And those are their hobbies, interests, you know, their kids, their pets, you know, whatever it might be. And then how you're actually respectful through all those moments. So just laying that as a groundwork to think about these examples. There's very different ways you can be doing this. One is you can just have, you know, uh, BDRs or SDRs or whatever it is going and constantly pounding and just being like, "Let me just try and, you know, resonate with anything I can in some some sort of relevant way, like, okay, you need, you know, this analytics platform for blah 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 whatever it is." But there's a different way you can handle that because if you actually take the time to understand who those people are, then it totally flips the script. So what we do at Alice is it's obviously gifting, you know, uh, is what we do. And that's whether it's gifts or or swag or donations or whatever it might be. And what we do is we show that we're trying to invest in the relationship at that right time. And ideally, to give very concrete examples, is you wanna say, if you've already started to build any sort of a relationship or shown any intent, the best way to engage somebody is to show that you're actually investing into that relationship at that specific moment. So what happens is, is if you actually add the ability to say, look, want i know your time is valuable here's something that i thought would be you know um uh, nice for you that's a huge a huge engagement boost you know inside of that and the way that we do it analysis we're not just shoving something in their face or even asking for their address up front because you're like that's creepy like you don't want to start off a relationship where i'm like Hey Sangram, what's your home address? Because I'm just going to show up, you know, at the sliding doors. I can see in the windows behind you. You know, like that's super creepy. So, you know, what we do is we offer that, you know, through through a digital format. And obviously, you know, if there's physical, when people get back, we also have a physical aspect to send a code, you know, to that too. But the example is like, I'm going to say Sangram, I want to talk to you. I just did this to you yesterday, right? I sent you a gift, and I was like, hey, you know what? I just hope you know your kids are doing great. Here's a you know family portrait, and you know you accept that. Now we have this, you know, there's an investment. You saw the time that was that was actually you know built there but at the same time you could have chosen anything else you wanted right yeah. you know inside of it including what you did which is you ended up donating right yeah. you know to a cause so that now you you've just told me something about yourself you just told me about that you're philanthropic, you know, and that you have, you know, a specific, you know, affinity for this. That is a that is a, a true moment that's been created, you know, at, at that. So very concrete examples. You take SDRs, you say, has, you know, in the early stages of the of the funnel, send somebody some sort of an investment like that and, you know, meaning a gift, you know, and now let them choose what they want and then they can decide whether they want to invite themselves into the relationship, you know, or not, you know, that's there. Same thing as you get deeper into the funnel, right? You want to get more people to webinars, right? You want to thank them after the webinars, which we do a lot, you know, with, with, uh, with our customers. Um, it just goes so much further to be able to to be able to create that emotional resonance and go from "Hey, I'm just trying to like get you on the phone and just trying to sell you something" to "I'm trying to treat you like a human being."
1: Yeah, man, dude, I, I love that. So first of all, did, so the fact that one you could do something at that moment that yeah. is important because I'm engaged in this conversation with you since last week. So there is something going on. You're top of my mind, and now you sent me something that actually was really cool. It took me a day to get to it. And yep. then I had this moment of like selfishness, like, oh, I should actually get that portrait thing that you sent yep. me. and then another, and then I just just spent another like maybe two seconds. oh, there's another there's other stuff I could do with this. And that just opened it completely. But what you just said, that actually made me really recognize the power of this personal experience category mm-hmm. that you're talking about, which is because the act of the actions I took or inaction of I took, you mm-hmm. were able to know more about me. So that means you're, you're able to keep that information for future references to be able to get back to them. Maybe whatever might be the reason, three months, six months, eight months, nine months, you know something about me the chances are you're not going to know any other way.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the exact thing. And if you put somebody and give them the opportunity to choose what they want and the way Alice works is you have 35,000 products. And then obviously, you know, uh, thousands of donations uh, or places to donate and whatnot. Like if somebody, if somebody exchanges for like BarkBox, you know, they have a dog and I can ask them about their dog. And now you're talking about their nine to their, their five to nine, not their nine to five being like, okay, what, you know, what problems do you actually have here? It's like, what's your dog's name? You know what I mean? And where do you go? And, you know, what do you do? And and whatever it is, if they choose like, you know, Kiwi Crate, then all of a sudden, you know, that they have kids, you know, four years old, you know, or five years old, right? You know, that, that we can now start, start talking about our kids, which obviously that's all we should talk about the rest of the time here, but you know, that's, that's the, that's the key thing. So the whole beauty around personal experience is how am I able to get in what Alice is doing is helping to really get you to understand the five to nine of who that person is. If you can understand who this person is and what their interests are, you have something to personally relate to to them. And that's the difference between being personalized versus being personal. And the personal experience side of things, you know, between two folks is like the the entire concept. Think about is how do I take all the one to many moments or one to many touches that I'm doing right now throughout the entire customer experience or the customer journey? And turn those into as many one-to-one moments as possible. Because the more emotional resonance you build with people, the more trust you build, the more rapport you build. And then obviously you get to that loyalty loop, you know, that now they're actually indebted to you because you've invested so much time and effort to get to know who they are. And now you're not just having a conversation around like, hey, I see your utilization of our products gone down, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, you know, how the kids, blah, blah, blah. And then and now you have that ability to, to scale that, you know, at a at a at a rate that you've never been able to do before using using a platform like ours. I love this, man. So,
1: Peter is saying, Nasty nice done, Jeremiah. Like, this is the answer he was looking for. If you have questions, guys, just jump in the stream or just type in here. I'll ask you directly. Laurie Richardson, I'm assuming you know Laurie. Uh, she's, on, she's live. Uh, she's awesome. And, What's going yeah, like? yeah, yeah, she's like, she loves Alice and loves everything you guys do. So, it's pretty cool to hear all that stuff um, uh, as we get into it, Allison, uh, as well. So, talk about the you universe that you created right. like how do you say you, universe or how, how do you say that in universe world?
0: just say universe you know i think uh we try and make it try and make things easy even you know it's funny my my previous company was called one pica and nobody could say it right it was o-n-e space p-i-c-a and everyone right. called it you know,
1: so that's exactly what happened i remember like so you remember you know i used to work for pardot and we got oh, yeah uh, yeah just so yeah, check this out this is that, like, as soon as the acquisition happened, and we were at Dreamforce, and, you know, somebody on the Mark Benioff's team was announcing some of that, and they said, Pardo Pardo yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> he went through the whole acquisition. They called it Pardo It actually sounded really cool, you know, almost like, you know, like yes. French or something. So, anyway, keep like, you going. like you're saying.
0: It's like, no, I don't go to Target, I go to Tarjay. You know, <laughs> it's like that's that's the way. Yeah. So one Pika was the name of my previous company. Um, and you know, nobody said it right. They're like Una Pika. I'm like, we're not Pikachu. Like, come on, like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe it's the new kids show we should we should invent or something. But yeah. that's that was it. So um you know you know with alice you know was another one of these things where you know where where I was like I got to make sure that the name is is the right name you know for the company um and you know I still get some people specifically french folks that say Elise, and I'm like I cannot win you know <laughs> with, with the uh, with the actual name so there you go
1: all right so uh, so talk about universe what is that
0: so universe was a uh, a concept we had obviously you know everybody's events got thrown out the window you know this year and we had a whole, a whole bunch i think it was probably about, Um, seven or eight that we were were planning on doing and having some pretty big splashes at. And obviously everybody flipped that entire script. Um, You know, that's not just flipping the funnel, but script flip the script. You know, so, you know, we had to uh, really think about how do we do it, you know, in a way that's different than everybody else um, in terms of what value we can actually drive that also gets across the concept and the idea of the five to nine. Like, you know, Every conference and there's a million webinars going on right now. We knew that this we already saw that all those events were being turned digitally. And so we said, well, what can we do that would be sort of a week long, you know, thing that's not overbearing, knowing that people have, you know, especially with myself and having my, you know, my child and my wife here, you know, like you've got to split time and split duties, you know, with things that you're actually working towards. So let's make it where it's not eight hours of programming and you know, somebody's got to sit there and you're end up the person that doesn't end up getting, you know, the full value of it. Yeah. So we said as well, what if we do an entire date just on the five to nine? And honestly, that's what we're trying to drive towards with everything that we do now, too, is saying, how can we get, you know, like pretty well-known folks, you know, in the space to do what they love, you know, like John Miller from Engageo, you know, came on and did like whole cocktails, you know, um, uh, education. It was actually awesome, you Ooh. know, like, you know, super, super awesome. That's there, you know, so, you you know, um, you know, Kitty Martell and, and her wife, you know, ended up doing like a boxing class, you know, that's there. And it's cool because we're getting these notes saying people are still doing the boxing class every morning, you know, just as part of their, <clears throat> as part of their workout. So, that's a that's that's the whole thing that's behind personal you know experience and the whole you know the, the ability to relate to people that's there. So universe was that and then we said, well, how do we also show how PX, you know personal experience px, um affects sales and marketing and you know field events and you know just the customer experience you know side of things so that we can start to give very clear examples like we're talking about before as to where in that customer experience can you turn one-to-many touches into one-to-one interact you know one-to-one moments uh, that you have with these individual folks so that was it and we and we just brought on you know like a whole host of different folks that um that were there you know like ed from seismic and um you know, uh, Sonsi from, uh, um, from Kuala, you know, was on there and, you know, uh, John Barrows was on there, you know, just like had a big, long list of, of folks that are there. So universe also is Y O U universe, right? Because everything is about you. The entire yeah. business, as I've said this since the beginning was, I don't want to build a business about us. I want to build a business that helps people be able to give to others. Like giving was the core of the entire business. It's part of the, it's, we're a double bottom line company right? We do more, the the amount of donations that we do on behalf of these big organizations is pretty wild. Um, And that is the core of the entire thing that we're trying to do, which is give back to the planet. Everything's sustainable. That's why when you choose, you know, to donate and you didn't actually get the family portrait, you were going to use the family portrait and that just goes to waste. That's not great, right? You know, it's not me sending you like just some random water bottle that's there too. So um, that was where the whole universe concept came around. And, you know, it's going to be a continued on uh, you know, process around this whole five to nine fest, you know, is what we call it.
1: I love that idea because that's just like Leslie did another one where they had like, you know, people, people do the, the drawing things for the kids. So we could just print out a drawing, you know, print book. And so it's, it's really cool. Now, Ash has a question for you. Ash is saying, how do you strike the right balance of professional relationship building that is one-to-one personalized experiences and truly understanding a client's business? In professional services, this is a dance. Uh, too much of one thing can upset the balance.
0: You have to think about it in terms of how deep you are into the relationship because there's an error er, you know, an, an essence of creepiness if you're in there. So if you take like this as the journey of, of the relationship you're taking with somebody, you have this sort of like first part, which is the rapport building stage, yeah. right? Like you don't know much about them. And if you're like, hey, you know what? I know Keisha is your kid's name and you know, I know she's five years old and stuff, it's like Sangram be sangrami- like, Greg, you are creepy as living. Hell, you know like that's just nuts. So you don't go there. So there, there's this this balance, you're right, which is like how how far do you go in terms of being able to take the the five to nine and infusing that into the nine to five, the better thing you want. And that's where Alice comes in really nicely in that first stage, because you're actually not being creepy. By allowing them to choose what they want, you know, in that outset. And when they actually choose something, then you actually know more about them. So whether it's like, even if it's something generic, like a Nike gift card, great. Now I talk about, you know, Nike and I'm like, Hey, when I was in Oregon, I actually visited their headquarters and now you can actually build that, that rapport. As soon as you're deeper into it, what you have to be doing is you have to be asking those questions and prompting to start getting more of that five to nine as part of the nine to five. Because you can go in there and you can start reading like, you know, K1s and or K10s and like all the different documents that are out there for a lot of these public companies to get like what are company initiatives and things like that. Um, but that is, that is only a piece of it. So what I'm talking about is that creepiness factor. As soon as you have that relationship, or even if you are into the customer relationship, like it should just become part of the cadence. Like we have it in terms of everything that we do. All of our CSMs have built like really tight personal, you know, has built great personal experiences with these folks and the relationships, you know, that come from that. Because we're yeah. always trying to balance that in terms of the questions we're asking, in terms of how we're trying to treat the, the relationships, in terms of how we're treating every meeting, you know? And, you know, it was funny. We did, uh, as part of Universe, uh, I was talking with Sansi from Kuala from and, um, you know, she was like, she called it the Darth Vader. There's just some people that will not allow you to break into the five to nine, you know, that's there. And you've got to take it for what it's worth, you know? But there's always, there's always something you can get out of it, you know, and something you can see. And the beauty about working from home now is you can see, you know, my library that's here, you know, with kids books, you know, um, and also now you can start to actually glean and be like, oh, what's in the background there or asking questions. I was talking to, uh, um, uh, you know, Justin from Intelligent Demand and he had uh, a Smashing Pumpkins and uh, Chris Cornell posters behind him. And I was like, who's that behind there? And then we got just talking about 90s rock, you know, (laughs) you know. Like that's, that's, that's how you got to be thinking about this in terms of like, it becomes part of that, that cadence and becomes part of that, that ritual that you actually start to build in there. That's what a personal experience. That's how you turn a touch into a moment.
1: Yeah. I love touch into a moment. I think that's a big one. Jeremiah, I think I just saw you come up and and then you left. So you can feel free to come up and we'll pop you on the screen, but here's your question. Um, Jeremiah is asking, what's the best way to make gifting in a, in the prospecting process feel genuine? and sincere and not like a bribe? I think that's a, that's a fair question to to
0: ask. Yeah, a hundred percent. We were asked that and that was where the whole Alice model and when I was thinking about this uh, from the outset, um, that's the problem right now is like, you don't want it to be quid pro quo, right? Like you yeah. you can't be asking for a specific action and being like, yeah, now I'm gonna actually pay you that thing, I mean, you see that even, I've seen it on LinkedIn where people are like, you know, $100 for a meeting or whatever it is, I mean, that's that is straight bribery, you know, that's there. So again, going, you know, but going back to to the way that the Alice model works is that you're actually putting it out there. You're not actually sending them something and you're, ask, you're, you're giving them the opportunity to invite themselves back in and then decide if they actually want to engage with you. Some people won't engage with you, right? And there's just certain people that'll just be like, you know, take it and go. And that's totally fine. But a majority of people, because you've actually given them the opportunity to engage with it and invite themselves in and have that psychological moment where you just said you went through the marketplace and you're like, Wow, there's a lot of really cool stuff here, you know. Let me think about myself or am I trying to think about other people? You literally just you you've you've created such a deep personal and psychological connection with me without me even having talked to you yet because yeah. you're actually embedded and you've spent time and invested time in something that I've actually, you know, put forth to you, so that's like the prospecting side of it, and that's why the Alice model is the way that it is, um, and and why we don't do the like just send something to somebody or give me your address and I'll send you something, you know, you know, in advance yeah. because we just feel like that's just not like that's that's impersonal, not personal. Um, that's there, and then you just have to say like, look, you know, you're, you're sending something because you're trying to build a relationship with somebody. You can have a conversation. They can decide to take the meeting or they can they can not take the meeting, especially in the prospecting side of things. But nine out of ten times, they're taking the meeting. You know that's there, and it's because you are investing in a more genuine, authentic way. Because you're letting them be the ones that are actually deciding if they want to actually, you know, engage with you or not. And then you're not sitting there being like, you know, did you get my thing? Did you get my thing? And you're like, I don't know, it's at the mail room or something. You know, like that's just that's just the wrong. You know, to me is like the wrong wrong approach that you should be you should be thinking here. So.
1: so, so Greg, one thing that also we talk about the sales side of the house, but I I'm assuming this works if not better on the customer side of the house where mm-hmm. you now have a relationship with them and. Instead of like, you know, trying, like, how, how, give an example of how one of your customers are, might be using or how you're using for on the customer side of the house.
0: Yeah. So think about, I'll give you a few examples. Um, think about it in terms of like when we are um, going or say if one of our customers is going in, they're actually uh, going through an implementation phase and training phase of their product. Right. One of the best things you can do is you can actually be investing, right, the time and the monetary value into the new users. Yeah. Right, to get them bought off and be able to say, hey, come to this specific training. So now you're also learning who these folks are and now they are actually invested you know personally invested into into this. So just imagine the adoption that happens from that, right? Yeah. You start talking to these folks even later on in the stage you know in the cycle, that's it. you know if you sort of go through like the customer, you have your like executive buyers, right you know you have the decision makers, the budget holders, the influencers, the users you know of the product, you got to be building relationships with each one of those or personal experiences with each one of those those constituents. And that's why you know you talk about ABX or ABM all the time. Yeah. You know, if you take, and you, you and I were riffing off this, you know, uh, last week, but like ABM, you know, in general is like obviously the, the, the farm portion where you're like taking an account and you're saying, let me target this account. Right. The account is made up of individual people. Yeah. Right? And you've got to be thinking about this in terms of, so one of the big things we always ask our, our, our customers is like, where are you, where are you falling down in terms of the, the, the cycle, you know, be either pre-customer or post-customer. And everybody has different issues because you have different types of either complexity of products, or you have complexity of sales cycle, or high touch, low touch, like, what is that going to be? And that's how you have to actually, you know, you know, decide that from there. So like, adoption's a huge one, obviously, you know, getting customers, you know, round tables, you know, are super great, you know, to be able to offer, you know, things for them, you know, to be able to do or you bring them all together, that's their customer advisory boards, you know, just customers in general, where you're actually going through and know you're going through renewal cycles, you know, and stuff like... You know, you should be, you should already know whether you're going to renew with somebody because you already built enough of loyalty, right. enough trust and loyalty to somebody that you're not coming down and being like, okay, I've got 30 days to go. How are we going to renew this, this contract? Like that's, that is, you have not built a personal experience there. You've yep. literally just been touching them. You know what I mean? Like just pushing them along.
1: I think what what's interesting about the whole conversation around this, uh, this personal experience category is that you're actually giving your customers or your future customers the permission to accept it permission to reject it and permission to be part of that process so as opposed to having something shoved in and in front of your doorstep or in your office or something where you actually yeah. have to do something with it you don't have a choice you, you can't really express you, i don't know if how many times it's actually getting tracked or not tracked all those different challenges it almost feels like you're almost putting the onus of what do you want to do with this relationship in, the, in your customer's hand or your future customer's hand. Yeah. and In that way, I think you're creating respect uh, for yourself and for them. And yeah. so it just sounds really interesting way of doing it.
0: Yeah. Think about it, you know, and that's that final R, right? So you have the, five, the nine to five, which is the relevancy. You have the five to nine, which is the relatability. And then you have the respect, which is the like, treat every single interaction that you're trying to create with somebody with respect. You know what I mean? Don't be you know provide value every time that you're trying to do that, right? Yeah. That is that is super important, and that is all the way through the the entire customer experience, not just prospecting. You know, we always you always get stuck into like prospecting, but there's a relationship you're creating, and you're you're shifting through that entire you know flow. If you think of it as a Gantt chart, like there are many people on the vendor side, many people on the customer side, and you've got to make sure that those the deeper the relationships are on a one to one level between both of those sides. Is there and at those moments in those person, you know, personal experiences between two people? Like, how do I create that personal experience? You know, as as good as possible. You and I were talking about this. Like, you know, the board. You know, you're going to the board call after this, and you know, you don't walk into you know a bar and be like, you know, sit down next to some guy and be like, you know, or woman and be like, hey, invest in my company. You know, you've got to get to know who that person is. You've got to invest the time and effort into that. You know, um, you know, to be able to make that happen. It's like you've got to be treating every single interaction, you know, with somebody to go from a touch to a moment that is super super important for everybody to be thinking about. And I think that the big, you know, the big trend that we're going to be seeing and already are seeing is that people are moving from scaling quantity to starting to figure out how do I scale quality and scaling quality is much more about using technology, not to automate activities, but to automate intelligence. And then what you do is you can take that intelligence and then make sure that the activities are as high quality as possible. And that is the big difference. You're you're seeing that, you know, even with the way that, like, you know, the sales and engagement platforms are are talking about this in terms of the map systems, the market automation platforms are talking about this. All those things are are going to have a a renaissance, you know, as we get into this, because they're going to have to rethink, how do I scale quality? And for us, it's easy because, you know, we can actually take an investment, you know, put it to somebody, allow them to invite themselves into the relationship. And then if they do, you've got the psychological bond and connection. That's already way, you know, way further than what it was before, especially if you also match that with, you know, relevant value.
1: I love, I, I really love this because you just gave a ton of examples of it and I'm getting questions of like, if they want to go back and listen to it. We post the recording of this on the Flip on a podcast, so yeah. in the next couple of weeks it will be available there. So just check out every single one of the LinkedIn Lives uh, we're putting it on uh, on the podcast, so you could listen in and connect with with Greg. So so I'm gonna I took a whole bunch of notes, so I'm gonna try to just come down to like three big yeah. ideas or big takeaways, and I'd love for you to share a challenge with everybody to take this idea of personal experience to the next level because you clearly have done it and inspiring others to do it. Number one, I love the distinction you made between personalized and personal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there is a big distinction there. So you, you take about Debbie Ash and others asked about the creepiness factor and how you can kind of get over it. Just personalized and personal are two different things. Start understanding the differences there and create experiences that matter to the person because that person is an individual, has a hard read, has a lot of things that are unique about them. So it's it's about that experience as you said from nine to five to five to nine as an experience for mm-hmm. the second thing is turning touch into a uh, a moment mm-hmm. that your 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 customers would love and engage and experience with and want to experience better and i've said this for for a while now that there are only three things that brings things together relationships together which is uh, that people feeling that they can trust you mm-hmm. That safe environment and a safe experience that you're creating for it and that you really care deeply about them so you can have trust safety and care a lot of times all these things will and i think everything that you're talking to me is, is resoundingly an example of that and the last part of all of this is creating a way to to create permission in the process mm-hmm. right now i get a tons of unsur- Unsolicited emails, unsolicited process, unsolicited yeah. calls, all those things where I'm not getting any permission to opt in or opt out. I just keep getting it, right? 100%. And I think what the experience that you're talking about is like, all right, respect your customers, respect your future customers, give them the permission, give yourself, have the respect for yourself to make sure that you can ask for permission. And that is a different and a healthy way, probably the better, stronger way of building long term relationships. So those are my three takeaways. What is the one challenge you wanna give everybody?
0: Well, I think I challenge everybody to look at their entire customer experience um, and even just take a small portion of their prospecting funnel, you know, and look to see how many of those one-to-many touches that they're doing right now, whether it be anything from email calls, LinkedIn spam, you know, direct mail stuff that they're doing right now, even their gifting, you know, inside of things and figure out how do you shift that around where you're actually giving permission, you're actually being respectful, and then look at those three R's. If you're including those three R's in every one of those communications and those interactions, that's a moment. Otherwise, it's a touch. And going back to the personalized side, if you're just thinking data, you know, variables are going to input into this, and this goes back to way before when we were talking about B2C versus B2B, like B2B just does not have enough data. Like if you're 80% accurate, you mean you're pissing 20% people off because you're actually not saying like, oh, you're this company, you know, or hi, you know, you know company name comma inc you know whatever co it's like it's you're not being personal like treat people like they like they need to be uh, treated yeah. and you know be be you know personal personal is different than human too it's something else i also want to make sure personal has emotional resonance the word human which is being thrown around like before is just is the is the difference between a human and a robot it's just it's just the interact it's just the actions that are actually being taken but being personal is the is the difference there where you're actually able to be you know emotionally resonant with folks so I would just say challenge everybody turn those one to many moments or one to many touches into one to one moments. Think about that through the you know the BDRs to the AEs, you know any sales reps that are out there field reps whatever it might be and then all the way through the customer lifecycle too as to how are you actually engaging and really bringing the 5 to 9 in, the 9 to 5, you know the relevancy, the relatability and balancing those things because that is what builds trust and rapport and safety and you know and respect as you go through the process too.
1: I love that Greg. Greg, where can people reach
0: you? uh greg at alice.com a-l-y-c-e.com not i um we can go through that that's that's our next linkedin live we can talk about why why i have the why in there um we, we but, should yeah.
1: do one, on, one one on kids and one on like just just like naming because it is so so crazy so, we should
0: yeah yeah uh, greg is- at alice.com or uh or on you know obviously on linkedin you know you can look me up um you know it's greg siegel alice
1: that's awesome greg well thank you so much thanks everybody for oh. listening uh again tomorrow we will be joining. I think it's uh, yeah. It's at noon uh, with Ginger talking about how they're running a 79-year-old company that has thousands of employees, millions of dollars in revenue. So it's not a small mom-and-pop shop. So we're gonna talk more about that tomorrow. So thank you so much, Greg. Well, thank you, thanks a lot, for
0: you. Thank you. Awesome. To see you, my friends.